0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Oh, that's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world.
0: Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT.
1: The GOAT. He
0: shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf.
2: Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all. It's just Harold and I in the building. Like, this is the week apparently everybody's getting their last vacation in. Will's not here. I'm over here slaving, running the board. I got to get all our guests wrangled. You're just over there hanging out.
3: Yeah, I just kind of wandered in here, used the the restroom, which is very convenient, and kind of wandered around the building. So I've got to warn people, if you've got an office here, uh, Swag and I have gone through <laughs> your office. Uh, there are no secrets here in the building. We have checked everything yes. out. Uh, and in the future, keep your door locked.
2: Exactly. We were fully masked and gloved, so, you know, right. we're not spreading anything. But well, uh, And we're
3: spraying after we
2: of course through their desks. Of course. Of course. As, uh, yeah, life gets back to uh, a, a masked state, at least indoors. So, and that's, uh, we'll see, it'll be interesting to see how far things need to go, uh, in this latest wave of dealing with COVID, obviously, uh, affecting the golf industry, not so much from the uh, play standpoint, but, uh, how it may affect tournaments, uh, food and beverage, those sorts of things.
3: A little tough to go backwards.
2: It's yeah. going to be real tough for, yeah. for people to go backwards, but, uh. But but it yeah. may
3: be necessary. Uh, it I think we're all a bit smarter now.
2: Uh, I would hope.
3: Let's say about uh, what fifty percent are smarter. The other fifty percent <laughs> seem to think that they're the, they know better. So uh, anyway, uh, let's be safe and and consider the fact that you're safe not only for yourself, but for those around you?
2: No question. No question. Uh, we know a lot of people are uh, trying to get in that last uh, that last golf vacation, too, whether it's uh, here locally, whether it's to Central Oregon, whether it's the Bandon. Uh, we're still trying to get before we – we only have two more shows after this. We will wrap up at the end of August. Uh, we are working, though. We believe we're going to have a very special uh, uh, edition out at the Cambia Classic at the Oregon Golf Club in September. The Ducks game that day is an afternoon game, so we don't uh, have uh, issues with pregame and those sorts of things and it will allow us to be out there. Tom Etzel uh, from the Cambia Classic and the Etzel agency that's now running things, he's going to join us at 845. Give us a little update. The volunteer program, sponsorships, ticket sales, that's just kind of an informational thing. Uh, The field, uh, they're excited about it, but it's not completely set yet as the women are uh, over – Uh, across the pond the Scottish Open today the women's British Open next week and then they've got the Solheim Cup so it's there's still a little bit of time before they lock up and confirm the field but uh, the way the schedule falls should be as good a field as as we've ever seen at uh, at the Portland stop for the LPGA Tour
3: yeah it's there's a lot of history in this tournament and I'm sure the the women want to play it it's going to be at a new venue at the Oregon Golf Club so that should present some excitement, not only for the players, but for the fans.
2: So we'll talk to Tom there at eight 45 at eight 30 in our, uh, tip segment, our good buddy Blaine sites, uh, going to hop on, uh, and the, uh, the website has changed. Is it tour shot golf? Now I know it yes. used to be mobilitas, yep. but it's tour shot golf, uh, uh, great PGA instructor, uh, working out of Georgia and he's worked, uh, out of here locally in Portland as well. But, uh, Trying to trying to help uh well both of us quite frankly.
3: Well uh, mostly Harold. He, yes. Mostly me because I don't know if we can ever get your glutes to fire.
2: Well, we're gonna try.
3: Yeah. Single man living at home, glutes are not firing. Well we, well, we, that, we don't need to go into details mm, from here on out.
2: But uh but no, not not for lack of uh running Effort. and rowing and all that stuff that I'm doing to keep the weight off so well, that'll help so that'll yeah. certainly
3: help and we'll ask Blaine about that what uh whether the program that you have established for yourself is effective it certainly can't hurt because you are you are active in it and you're yes. trying to get better at we're golf. trying to
2: get better and I thought I was getting better and then I went and played with Harold and like uh uh <laughs> Jamie and Ben out at uh, tri Mountain, and it was just it was a uh, frustrating afternoon to well, say I, the least. Now we, the wind was blowing, which didn't help me, but but yeah,
3: yeah. But you're always going to have those conditions like that, and then you just have to go yeah. out and do your best. The uh, it's how we measure our improvement can be a a, a difficult thing, and. As an instructor, I look at a player and I, and I think to myself, are his bad shots better? Good shots always take care of themselves. Are his bad shots better? Well, in most cases, I would say 75% of the time, your bad shots were better. Um, you missed, we, we weren't sure what golf course you were playing on a couple of holes, but yeah. you managed to meet up with us at the green uh, I saw some improvement and some swings that I've not seen you ever make. And, and that's a real, uh, gold star for you. So there's, there's improvement. Uh, it can be frustrating and it's a journey. Yeah. Uh, there's no real destination to it. Um, I'm still working on it as best I can. So anyway, I saw some improvement, uh, as long as you measure your improvement by just by score and by handicap, I think you're always going to be frustrated and feel as if you're, you're inadequate and you lack skill. But if you measure it by, are my bad shots better? Uh, Am I hitting more greens? Uh, Am I making maybe one or two more pots of, am I playing the hole that I teed it up on or somebody else's hole? Uh. If you can, Measure your improvement by that, and I think you'll you'll, in the long run, you'll see how you've improved.
2: Well, we'll ask, uh, yeah, we'll ask Blaine for a little help uh, in that regard as well. Uh, lots of thoughts to get to, but uh, a lot of action from the professional tour, So let's get going inside the ropes. Look at the leaderboards, the latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. So we've got all sorts of action uh, across the pond. The European tour going. They are uh, in England. Where are they? The Kazoo Classic. Rasmus Hogard out of Denmark. The uh, young prodigy. a 10 under 62 today. He is at 14 under. Two shots clear of Jordan Smith. Uh, Richard Bland, our good buddy. He had the first round lead and has fallen back, but he's still in fourth place at 10 under as uh, they're still playing a little bit over there, but they're they're now all their sights are, are finishing things up and getting on the road to Dubai for those that won't be competing in the FedEx Cup playoffs.
3: Yeah, it's it, everybody's coming down to the the last you know curve or turn going into uh, the final stretch of their season, and uh, European tour is no different. Uh, the American tour, it's pretty obvious that we are. In a real race to the end.
2: No question. Uh, the Champions Tour is in Calgary, Alberta for the Shaw Charity Classic. Billy Mayfair, your leader after round one, eight under. Mike Weir, uh, seven under. He will have a, a home crowd uh, there for him. Stephen Ames is in a group with uh, Steve Flesh, at six under par. So uh, just a regular tour stop for them. Uh, not the case on the Corn Ferry Tour. Normally... Uh, it, it feels weird. We we should be out at uh, Pumpkin Ridge, but uh, not this year. So their regular season finale here is the Pinnacle Bank Championship. They are in Omaha, Nebraska, at the club at Indian Creek, trying to uh, secure their top twenty-five tour cards. Uh, the top twenties really much uh, banked in, but you've got a three-way tie for the lead. Andrew Novak, who comes in fifteenth. He is tied with Vince India who comes in 43rd and David skins from England who is forty sixth. If either India or skins win, they will project up and get their tour card. So uh, you can't imagine that sort of pressure (laughs) for 36 holes.
3: Yeah. And the amazing thing is, is if you're watching this, um, their positions change with each good and bad shot, which I think is kind of uh, fun to watch. Um, But I can't imagine the pressure they're under. Uh, Skins played very well yesterday. Uh, You know, he's a solid player uh, from England. Um, Been out there for quite some time. I guess I think he's like 39 years old. So uh, been out there for about six, seven years um, trying to make it. Uh, good opportunity. They uh, in his interview, he, they asked him what he was going to do and how he felt the pressure. He said, I've been out here long enough. I'm just going to try and hit the first shot from the first <laughs> key. And I'm going to go from there. So uh, the old adage that it, you hit it, you find it and you hit it again.
2: That most definitely is the case. And so uh, veteran guys, but yeah, trying not to trying to stay focused, Knowing full well what is on the line for each successive shot is, uh, is uh, probably one of the toughest things going on out there. The women are uh, back from the Olympics. Those that played, they are in Scotland, the Trust Golf Women's Scottish Open. And Arya Jatanagarn uh, continues her excellent play of late. She won the team event with her sister, uh, the Dow that Dow event up in Michigan before they went to the Olympics. Uh, her second win of the season, she played pretty well in Japan and now has the lead 10 under par. She's one shot she, clear of Charlie Hull. And then uh, her fellow countrywoman Ataya Titikal is at eight under par the young teenage prodigy. Uh, the Corda's not playing in this. Some of the players that played in the Olympics just taking a break. It would be. Amazing. They are all bundled up. It looks really nasty out there in Scotland, quite frankly. And going from the oppressive heat that they had in Japan, playing the Olympics, trying to go to those elements, going from the parkland course that they were playing to try and play Lynx golf. I think some of them just decided to go to Carnoustie and start preparing for the Women's British Open next week.
3: Yeah. Can you imagine going from that, you know, 90 degree temperature with 100?
2: Uh, yeah. With water then, on nearly every hole.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Very tough. And, and then going
2: to a links course and Carnoustie and all of that.
3: It's blowing. Uh, and I just looked up at our, our big screen and there's a cloud, the size of Connecticut over, over the golf course right now. So they may be in for some pretty rough weather there. Uh, the wind is kicking up. It's better than it's been uh, real windy, real rainy and, uh, these women are just toughing it out, but uh, a tough venue for them to play. Um, and this is the case where the wind affects every element of the game. And if you hit it sideways at this golf course into the hay, you are in big trouble.
2: Yeah, they're playing Dumbarney Links in Fife, Scotland, uh, very traditional-looking links course there. And then I think this is a good setup, though, for those that are playing to get ready for Carnoustie that many say is the toughest course among the the British Open uh, rotation of courses and obviously famous for Jean uh 18th hole meltdown when he had a chance to win the Open Championship.
3: It's also the, uh, in 1953, Ben Hogan won the British
2: yeah. Well, Open. you were there, weren't you?
3: <laughs> no. Oh. I wasn't uh, old enough. I couldn't get tickets. Actually, oh. That's the truth of it. Yeah. But Carnoustie is definitely the most difficult of all the British venues that they play the Open's championships. I think uh, they'll probably... Um, Bring the T's a little more forward for the ladies, but still, that does not make it uh, any easier.
2: And for uh, the PGA Tour, they are in North Carolina, Sedgefield Country Club for the Wyndham Championships final regular season tour stop. So the scramble is on to get inside the top 125 for the FedEx Cup playoffs. That's going on. Meanwhile, at the top, Russell Henley, after an opening round 62, followed it up with a 64. He's got a four-shot lead, uh, looking for his first win on tour in a few years. Uh, Rory Sabatini, who won the silver in Tokyo, uh, playing well. He needs a good finish to qualify so he is tied with Webb Simpson and Scott Piercy Piercy Rose is there at 9 under par as well so Sabatini Piercy and Rose started the tournament outside the top 125 if they can hold their positions or finish a relatively uh, top 5 or higher they will get in and play the Northern Trust next week
3: well it it appears that they will make it and uh i'm uh, Looking here on the computer on my screen to see what country Rory Sabatini's playing for. I believe
2: it's from uh, Slovakia now. He, okay. Because he was... South Africa. South Africa or Zimbabwe or somewhere down there. and, and uh, Or
3: Florida. Isn't that a, I, that's a country into itself. Yeah. Especially if you live in the villages. That's a whole <laughs> different country down there. So I... Uh, Yes. uh, It appears that they will will be in. Piercy, uh, Rose, and Sabatini. There are quite a few players, and we can talk about this more uh, coming up. But there are some players who were on the bubble, and their bubble has burst.
2: No Uh, question. And everybody looking at Ricky Fowler, too, if he's going to have enough to get in. So.
3: No, he missed the cut and he missed the cut. So he's, he's
2: out. So, uh, first time, is that the first time? Maybe the second time. No first, first time he's missed it. Yeah. Uh, in, in the years uh, or so. 14 years or so that they've yeah. been doing the the FedEx Cup, so uh, we can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, some of the other uh, interesting things going on in the world of golf. Blaine Sides going to join us for tips at 8:30. Tom Etzel from the Cambia Portland Classic going to hop on at 8:45. In the business of golf, we got a busy hour. Uh, we'll take a break and be right back. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Call
4: from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45, percent up to 45 off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: 8:17 this morning. Jason and Harold here with you. uh center and saint is uh, off the board, off the grid. So we're going right back to. No, they've and been a little bit off. Well, they've been a little bit off, no yeah. question. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we'll send you back to ESPN radio and then uh, Seahawks preseason gets going tonight right here on the fan pregame at four o'clock kickoff at six. Uh, they're in Las Vegas to take on the Raiders all over right, on 9:10. Right. It'll be Dodgers and Mets baseball at 3 30. Okay, So that's cool. what we got uh, that's what we got going on.
3: Well, a lot of sports going on right now.
2: It's a busy, busy weekend uh, as football, uh, the NFL starting to crank up their uh, first preseason and obviously will be the home of the Seahawks and uh, for you once again. So
3: there's going to be some real challenges with COVID and and college football coming up.
2: Yeah. And college football, they're in training camp still a few weeks away there. Labor Day weekend, the opener for the Ducks and the Beavers will again be serving as your uh, home of the Ducks. So. Uh, much, much more of that to come. But as we uh, delve back into golf here for the rest of the hour, uh, we mentioned uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs getting ready to go. The uh, Wyndham Championships, the final regular season stop. And so uh, the scramble not only to win it, but to make the top 125 and get into the uh, playoffs. And so there are uh, a few players right now, you have Scott Piercy, Rory Sambatini, and Justin Rose who started the week outside of it, all expected to get in now. And so that's going to bump a few players who are uh, on the bubble coming in and looking like uh, they may not make it. And that would be Ryan Armour, Patrick Rogers, and Bo Hogue right now who are on the outside looking in.
3: Yeah, and, and C.T. Pan too coming in. Uh, yeah, a,
2: he's the bubble man, or at least he was going in 125 after two rounds, and uh, he might have slumped down a little bit more here.
3: Yeah, he's going to, you know, you win a bronze medal, and then all of a sudden you're not going to make it in the 125. You know, it's not just the pressure to make it to the playoffs, the 125, which is plenty, but these players also want to get into that top 70. So the field is reduced uh, through the playoffs, and just getting into the top 25 is nice, but then you've got one tournament to get into the 70. Um, and the money just keeps getting bigger and bigger for those players who qualify for it. Uh, let's look at a couple of players here now that one in particular Ricky Fowler, who's had a terrible year except for the fact that he and his wife are expecting. Uh, which is uh, probably the only bright spot in this yep. year.
2: Well, he got the sponsor's exemption uh, into the PGA and performed very, very well and kind of kept him from completely falling off the map and gave him a chance to to get in here at the end.
3: Yeah, there was a little light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But uh, Ricky, who is always considered to be a really good putter, uh, absolutely uh, is not putting well Uh we won't lose him from the tour because there's all kinds of safety nets that the tour has set up. Well, for its, that, and he would get sponsors
2: start. exemptions at the do- drop of a hat right. if he needed them.
3: So he'll still be exempt for next year. There's a number of players who are like that, like Matt Kuchar, but it looks like Kuchar's going to be in anyway. I think he's, he's projected quite a bit up. Uh, he's tied for 12th now. Uh it looks like he went from 124 to 114. Coocher's um, had a rough year also. So a lot of these players have uh, changed their schedule. It's been a challenge for all of them because of a compressed schedule, they say, well, listen, I got I can't play every you know weekend wake week out. Uh, I'm going to have to take a break here and there and reduce my schedule just to keep myself healthy. And consequently, it gives them less opportunities to build up points. And that being said, and Adam Scott's a perfect example, they end up with not enough points and now they're struggling to get in. Adam Scott right now is right on the bubble. I think he's at 124, 120, uh, or 121, somewhere in that neighborhood Uh, I watched him play yesterday. Well,
2: he's projected right now. I've got the live projections. He started at 121, but he's projected now at 114 if he uh, holds his current position.
3: Okay, so it it changes, uh, you know. Yeah. so quickly that i'm sure the the stats that i have are are old
2: and so they've uh, and that'll be fun they'll have that for you on the coverage i believe cbs has it uh, this week for you so uh the graphics department will be working overtime during their coverage of the uh, third and final rounds um and then uh, but also uh, along the lines of the schedule the new schedule was released recently from the pga tour they have uh Uh, It'll be back to normal. No Olympics or uh, um, the president's cup will be next year. No Ryder cup, Uh, but things will get a little bit back to normal, but there are some notable changes. Uh, The Memphis event will now be part of the playoffs. That'll be the first playoff event. It won't be a WGC event anymore. There are only two WGC events, but now the PGA tour is partnering with the European tour to co-sponsor three events Uh, One will be the Scottish Open right before the British Open, as so many American players would go over and play that event. Now they're guaranteed 70-some-odd spots from the PGA Tour. And then there are two um, events played here in the States, uh, the Barracuda and I think the Bahamas event. Those two will have 50 spots for... Uh, European Tour players, so they can earn points on not only the European Tour, but will be applied to the FedEx Cup Tour as well.
3: That really is big news. Uh, you know, working out some of the um, the joint events is one thing, and and there's only three, uh, but giving points for FedEx Cup is big. We're also seeing a change in the metrics for the World Golf Rankings. And that's big news also. So that, you know, that there's a lot of new things coming out. As we become more aware of um, statistics and performance uh, results, uh, the metrics and the way that the rankings are um, quantified is becoming much different. And uh, they... The way they used to measure is, well, if you played well, you know, and you scored well here and you made a three and your putting was pretty good, then, we, then we're we going to rank you here. And now it is really a formula that a, a mathematician needs to be available to, yeah, to figure it, out. It, and
2: I haven't delved in too far to the new world golf rankings, and I'm hoping it's based on more about, Guy's most recent play, I know there was some It was every quarter, but you could kind of, I mean, even when Tiger was injured and in and out, he would still be up there, and you're like, Tiger hasn't played for three months. How can he be ranked that high, that sort of thing? So I think – If you're losing
3: a little bit of sleep, go ahead and start reading some of that
2: stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'll knock you quite out.
3: Yeah, it'll put you right out. But
2: hopefully there's an emphasis on – uh, players playing somewhat regularly where you can't just sit on your points because you had a great performance in
3: early in the season. Four
2: majors ago or something.
3: Yeah, yeah. That that would really help. But it is interesting to, to see. But majors they... will
2: still be weighted more than other tournaments well, or based they... on the field. The the strength of the field will determine the weight of how much your performance in that given event matters
3: that's number one criteria incidentally for world golf ranking is the the strength of field which means that they have to uh rank each player within that field and then uh project that over the uh over the entire tour i i just think it's very interesting for the european players they've got to feel really darn good about getting fedex points Particularly those players who are deciding to play the European tour instead of the Corn Ferry tour, yeah. which, uh, in, a, in a way, those two will be competing for players. Um, I know that one player, local player, is going to go to Europe and another one is going to Q School in, uh, for the Corn Ferry. And that makes it uh, interesting. It's easier. I don't know if you knew this. But you're qualifying for the European Tour. There's only two stages. And the Corn Ferry, there's like three or four yeah, stages. Yeah, there's three or
2: four. It's it's essentially the old PGA Q School. Right. They just took it away, put it in front of the Corn Ferry Tour, and now the Corn Ferry Tour feeds the PGA Tour. But the Q School setup is still the same. You play like – there's two qualifying rounds, and then it's like a six-round, a 90-hole or something insane to – to qualify to get your Corn Ferry Tour card,
3: yeah, but there's a, what I'm uh, getting at is there's going to be an imbalance in quality yeah. of field. Europe is not going to attract the best field, so I'm curious as to how many points they're going to get toward FedEx uh, because it, uh, you know, it's not the same if you're playing against yeah. uh, Jordan Spieth and the you know the the Finaus and and the uh, Kepkas as it is playing against some of the players in Europe. So curious as to how many points they'll receive and how that'll fit into their their world golf ranking.
2: Exactly. And it'll be it'll be fun to watch though, but I think that uh, those two tours now working together, having more conversations, I think it's going to lead to some sort of they'll rebrand the WGC, but I think you're going to see a handful of some sort of super tour invitational small field events with huge purses between those two. Uh, I I think that's coming.
3: Yeah. Well, there's no question that the the men's tour is realizing that this is a a world sport and it's one of the few, you know, the football is not a world sport. Uh, Baseball has become a world sport, but not the same. No. Uh, And golf is very definitely a world sport. So they are catching up right now with that that reality. Um, and we're looking at, uh, Ryder cup coming up here.
2: Ryder cup. We'll be talking a lot more about that in the coming weeks as, uh, it'll be getting ready for the, the points to end, uh, the automatic qualifiers. And then, uh, captain Steve Stricker will have to decide, uh, who he's going to add. And we will be keeping an eye on that. But as we make the turn, our good buddy, Blaine Sight's going to hop on in the tip segment, uh, hopefully with some, uh, uh, some exercises, some some training methods to uh, try and help stabilize the base. Uh, both of us uh, needing that uh, for various reasons, and so uh, me trying to uh, calm down the swing, get it more consistent. You're just getting old. You just hurt.
3: I, uh, you know, that's really not true.
2: Uh, you hurt, or you're you are getting old.
3: Well, that's and so are you. I know. Uh, and yet. At my age, I'm performing pretty good. I can still yeah. swing a foot up over my head and, you know, uh, things like that. So, uh, but it takes more effort now, or at least more consistency now, to maintain my physical strength, uh, and flexibility and such. Where you know, if you're younger, it's it's a little easier. Yeah. You just got to try and keep from getting fat.
2: Yeah. Well, I've been doing that.
3: Yeah. Good for you.
2: Keeping it off. So we'll talk to Blaine here in the tip segment and uh, Tom Etzel from the Cambia Portland Classic still to come in the business of golf. We make the turn. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's
3: in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state
2: law. 832 here this morning, golf in the Northwest. Harold Bluestein, along with me, Jason Swagard, and uh, it's time for uh, some tips and our good buddy Blaine Seitz is uh, on the horn with us. Uh, new new website for maybe those that uh, used to go to Mobilitas. Uh, it is now tourshotgolf.com and uh, the handle for uh, other social media platforms at tourshotgolf. Good morning, Blaine. How are you?
4: Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks so much for having me back this is my favorite show, and I'm glad to be back. Well,
2: we're glad to have you, and uh, Harold was uh, uh, chatting with me, said, yeah, Blaine's going to hop on. I'm like, good, because uh, I I played golf with him last week, and uh, I was just a mess off the tee, quite frankly, a mess off the tee. Justin, he's saying, nope, you're sliding again, your base isn't stable, and so he was uh, uh, chatting with you about uh, providing some stability for him, too. And so uh, I think that's where we'll start. But for somebody who's, uh, as as we mentioned, I I had all the weight loss, so I've kept it off 40 pounds. So there's a little less center of gravity with me, which is a good thing. But it also uh, lends itself to kind of uh, letting the wind blow me a little more around.
4: (laughs) No, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, congrats on keeping it off. It's one thing to lose it. It's another thing to keep it off. That's a really big deal. Now, one of the advantages, if anything, when we go through weight loss is, yeah, it's a, it's a shock to the system a little bit, but usually you're, you're building strength by carrying around the extra weight. So the muscle to, to kind of hold the framework is there, but it sounds like it's more about reconditioning it to do what you want it to do. Because its job at that point was just keeping you up and moving you around. But now you're asking it to do something pretty athletic and needing to recondition it. But it sounds like the base is already there, which is great.
3: So, Blaine, where does he start?
4: Yeah, I think the king of the swing for all of us is our butt. And uh, the butt is such an important group of muscles for us. You know, power, we, we all hear about power comes from the ground up, being able to use our legs and our feet to connect to the ground. But those really only connect when we have a stable set of butt cheeks in our core. And when those are turned on and create stability through the core, then the rest of your body is able to produce and transfer the power that we're trying to. So by getting the glute muscles or the butt muscles active and stabilized while improving the range of motion and mobility around the hip joints, it takes care of a lot of problems for a lot of players. So that's usually the lowest hanging fruit is glute activation and hip mobility.
3: Most players are concerned, and they they read a lot about, you know, the only thing that matters in golf is the club face to the ball. And the fact is that the club face to the ball is only a result of uh, a number of things that came before. How do we convince them that those players, that their attention should be on their preparation, their body preparation, and not just on where the club face is at impact?
4: No, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you're right, where the most important thing is being able to control how the club goes on to the ball. But I'm a very big believer that impact is just the final stage of it, and we really need to go back. And our downswing is going to be affected by how we take the club back, and how we take the club back is going to be affected by how we set up, address the ball, and build our stance. And how we set up, address the ball, and build the stance is all determined by the mobility of our body. And if we're envisioning a certain shot but our body can't make those physical movements, then there's a disconnect. And that's where a lot of frustration comes from. So the easiest way to put this into kind of perspective for the average golfer is, you know, if you've been taking lessons and you haven't quite been able to make certain changes or if you're feeling frustrated, it's like, man, I just can't do that. Or maybe you've invested in some new equipment, you spent $500 on a new driver and it's not really performing that much differently. Well, it's really because, again, you're asking your body to do things that it can't physically do. So we have to get out of our own way, if you will, so that the operating system, which is kind of our brain and how it communicates to our body, which is the hardware, that's really important. We need to download a good shot into our our visualization, our pre-shot routine, and allow the body to follow. But if we have a lot of hiccups in the hardware and we're not tuned up, then that message is never gonna make it there. And that's gonna be a big disconnect. So I'd say if you're putting in the work and the effort and you're not seeing the result or the result that you're seeing is frustration and pain and soreness, there's a very good chance that this is what you need to do. So a really simple test that anybody can do is to stand up nice and tall, and squeeze your butt as hard as you can, not with your hands, but just actually try to squeeze your butt as hard as you can, and then relax it. And then one more time while standing tall, squeeze your butt as hard as you can, and just make a mental note that that's a 10 out of 10. That's as hard as you can squeeze it in a standing position. And then relax and get into your golf setup. Pretend like you're about to hit a 7-iron or a driver and try to squeeze your butt again. And I'm willing to bet that a good percentage of people listening and following along with this can't do it once they're bent over. And that's a very clear sign that the glutes aren't firing properly in the playing position.
2: Blaine Seitz here with us, tourshotgolf.com, uh, social media at tourshotgolf. And so uh, as I have in, in my regular exercise and in, in fitness stuff, uh, running, uh, running and walking, you know, four to seven miles a day. I've got a rowing machine that helps uh, with those sorts of things, but what are maybe some more specific uh, to, to golf and firing glutes, those sorts of things uh, exercises or things that I should be looking to add to my regimen to, to develop that specific
4: ability to fire the glutes. Absolutely. What a great question. And, Uh, About this time last year, I came out with a really amazing five-minute power challenge. I have it posted on my social media pages and everything like that. I'll put it on the website. But the idea is to start to develop your ability to do things on one leg. And a lot of times we find that even just standing around, we're going to stand on one leg over the other, and we kind of create these preferences, but if we want to build strength and stability and coordination in the glutes a great thing is to balance on one leg raise your knee as high as you can try it with your eyes closed and then a more advanced progression is to do a single leg toe touch where we're balancing on one leg and we hinge from the waist keeping the knee soft and we try to touch our toe and then stand back up without wobbling shifting hopping or falling And it's going to be a lot harder than you might imagine. And so building that kind of strength in an unstable environment. Now, this is different than, say, working on a BOSU ball or an unstable surface. This is literally just teaching your foot how to grab the ground by using your glutes as the anchor for all that. So standing on one leg, bending down, hinging at the waist, get those glutes strong, Builds the coordination, builds the power, and you don't even need any equipment.
3: Yeah, I just tried that exercise because I'm in the studio standing here.
4: Yeah, you I,
2: almost fell over. Yeah, I was about to call yeah. life alert. but Yep,
3: uh, <laughs> it came close to chipping a tooth on the microphone here. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I got down a little ways, but I can feel the amount of tension in there. You mentioned, and I want to get back to the practicality of swinging a golf club, you, you mentioned that... Um, uh, you know, the club face to the ball is a very important issue in how we take the club back. And what I noticed in uh, swag swing, and he can be a slicer, uh, it's getting better, but he brings that club too far inside. Then he comes, you know, the old uh, mantra, he comes over the top uh, or movement. Uh, so the club uh, had... And the path of the club head is from outside and across his body, so he hits this big slice. So in a practical sense, players who bring the club inside and then back outside, Uh, what do they have to sense in that takeaway uh, relative to what you're referring to with the, the lower body?
4: Absolutely. The first thing is I want to premise this by saying there is no one right takeaway. There is no one right downswing. It's all about the intention of the shot and what you're trying to envision. Now, if the struggle is that we're coming over the top, that's, that's typically that our body is out of sequence and that our upper body is swinging the club before our lower body, which makes sense because, like we said, power comes from the ground up so if your feet and your glutes and your legs aren't connected to the ground, then your upper body will use your lower back as an anchor to turn off of. And now all of a sudden the club comes out and away in front of you and everything. So the shortest Band-Aid fix is everybody can imagine at the the address position, their toes pointed at 12 o'clock, both toes pointed at 12 o'clock, This is a very traditional way of teaching the golf stance. But if you struggle with coming over the top, I'm going to encourage everybody to flare their feet out a little bit so that your left foot is, say, maybe 10 or 11 o'clock, and your right foot is, say, 1 or 2 o'clock, just a little bit out there. And that tricks the body into thinking that it has more mobility in the hips than it actually does. Now, long term, what we want to do is be able to use the ground. So a really simple exercise is while we're standing over the ball, Imagine that we're standing on a big piece of paper and we're trying to rip it apart down the middle. Same thing like taking your toes from 12 o'clock and flaring them outward a little bit. We're trying to create that torque motion so that we can stabilize our lower body. So again, if we're standing tall, feet are planted in the ground, we're trying to push our feet both apart and twist at the same time. Like we're trying to rip a piece of paper with our toes. And by doing those in conjunction, you're going to start to activate those glute muscles. And because your feet are flared out a little bit, it makes your body think you have more range of motion than you do. And then long-term, long-term is getting onto a more specific mobility regimen or program to kind of, you know, facilitate your specific needs.
2: And all of this and so much more can be found on Blainsight tourshotgolf.com, all sorts of podcasts, uh, video analysis, a great way to get in touch so you don't have to try and fly to wherever he's at and get the instruction. It's all right there for you, tourshotgolf.com. Thanks so much again for joining us, uh, Blaine. You can follow him uh, on social media platforms at tourshotgolf, and uh, we can't wait to uh, catch back up with you, but definitely going to uh, take some things out to the driving range uh, from our little conversation. Thanks so much. Thanks,
4: Jason. Thanks, Harold.
3: Yeah, it, it, thank you, Blaine. He's uh, he's really good. I had yeah. an hour session with uh, Blaine yesterday. We identified some improvements I've made uh, physically and some areas that need improvement. Uh, we're coming up with a new program uh, that will be exercises for uh, uh, several, two, three days a week uh, through the end of the year. So we'll see how that progresses He's helped me an awful lot, and I'm going to continue to work with him to build that strength.
2: Yep, tourshotgolf.com for all the information and more. When we come back, Tom Etzel from the Cambia Portland Classic, going to hop on, let us know how the transition is going out to Oregon Golf Club and all the different ways uh, you can be involved with the tournament. Thanks again to Blaine Seitz as uh, we come back with the business of golf on 1080 The Fan. 847 here this morning, wrapping things up. Thanks again to Blaine Sites. Again, great information, a great PGA Tour instructor. um, Tourshotgolf.com. And uh, definitely some things I will uh, take out to the range here as uh, we got some more golf to play this week uh, after the Hops homestand. So I will be busy, no question.
3: Yeah, and the information that Blaine gave you is just scratching the surface.
2: Yeah, Uh, yep.
3: So understand that uh, uh, we're we're about building the body, and that when you build the body up properly, it builds a golf swing. And this is why there's so many injuries in golf is because the body's being ignored. For the sake of just hitting a golf ball,
2: no question, and uh, we'll follow that. But very pleased to have joining us here in the business of golf, Tom Etzel, uh, with the Etzel Agency, and they are now uh, running operations for the Portland Cambia Classic. And uh, we had the announcement. I don't. It seems like it was forever ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Uh, due to some circumstances beyond everyone's control. Uh, they moved this year's event to Oregon Golf Club, and uh, so Tom, kind enough to take a few minutes here with us this morning and explain how that's going. And I know uh, there's been a lot of activation as well, uh, ready for people to get involved. As we're about a month away uh, from the ladies being out there up on Pete's Mountain in Westland. Good morning, Tom.
1: Good morning, Jason Harold. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me this morning.
2: Well, you bet. We appreciate it. Uh, maybe let everybody know you guys uh, are new to handling tournament operations here uh, for Tournament Golf Foundation. How has the transition been for you in uh, the most unique of times?
1: Yeah, think, yeah, we uh, we're really excited to be the, the agency partner for both tournament, tournament Golf Foundation and the event. And you know, something that's a little unique for us, our tournament director Susan Netzel, who's my sister. Um, we have a unique connection to this event because we have a a long history, uh, with golf in this region. Um, but we were a part of a different form of our agency previously sports one managed the sales and and marketing operations for this event, along with tournament golf foundation from 1995 to 2005 when it was the, uh, Safeway Classic. So, uh, it's not a new event, but we were away, away for a while and, and, uh, really excited to come back and, and be a part of the, the team here at tournament golf foundation and, and bringing the best players in the world uh, to Portland.
3: So Tom, what challenges are you facing now that uh, going from just the marketing into actually operations?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, Harold. I mean, you know, obviously uh, we had never intended to move the event from Columbia Water to now Oregon golf club, but as, as Jason alluded, you know, circumstances led to that uh, decision to make that move back in June. And, um, you know, it's never ideal to to move something that close to an event, but it's, it's something that we felt um, we had to do to ensure the success and safety of everybody. And and we did make that move. And, and, And I just want everybody to know, I think the two of you know this for sure. You know, Columbia Edgewater was a home for this event for 32 of its 50 years. And, uh, you know, what an amazing facility. Uh, it's been an unbelievable partner to this event. Brian Tunstall and his whole team and the membership there have been such supporters of, of this tournament and, and were, have been fantastic in the transition to Oregon Golf Club. But, you know, now we're looking forward, and uh, we're at the Oregon Golf Club and couldn't be more excited to be there. Uh, Roger Agson, the general manager, and Russ He, the superintendent, have just been have welcomed up with open arms uh, the membership as well. Um, you know, we have to roll up our sleeves together, and uh, we have a lot of work to do in the last couple months in these next four weeks. And, you know, we couldn't be more excited to make the move. I think whenever you do make a change, um, you know, there's some challenges to get there, but there's also a lot of positives. Uh, and we feel this move is uh, we've already seen it in the community. Uh, we feel like we're going to get a spike in attendance uh, with the transition. And uh, the corporate sponsors out there have really uh, been excited. And, um, you know, it, it's it's things, we're moving to a new course. We've been at Columbia Edgewater for a, for a long time. And, and so it's, you know, layout, the roping and the staking and the, and the actual golf holes that, at the golf course, Jordan Golf Club, you know, that takes care of itself. But it's more of just the logistic piece from uh, setting up the golf course from a hospitality standpoint and all the logistics that go into parking and, and, uh, shuttle transportation and things like that. Those are the things that we're really focused on, you know, as we uh, go these next four weeks.
3: And those things can be a real challenge. Do you see any issues that you might have with attendance, uh, in the, in the current climate we have?
1: You know, you you're always aware, right? I think, I think the public has shown, um, you know, our agency is in the live event space and has been for 25 plus years and, and, one thing I think we've seen, as we still, you know, uh, navigate the, the space of COVID uh, and and bringing people together, uh, the energy and the excitement to come together uh, is there. I think people are, are have shown that they want to they want to come back together and, and rally around each other and rally around events. I think the one thing that that really gives us, um, you know, the confidence that we can host a large gathering is, is being outside, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as, you, as you both know, golf courses are, are spread out of uh, many acres, right? And Oregon Golf Club is, is a large, expansive space. And, and we definitely feel like we can welcome, uh, you know, a lot of people out September 16th to the 19th and and provide a safe environment for people to enjoy the best players in the world.
2: Tom Etzel is our guest here with the Cambia Portland Classic and the Etzel Agency. Uh, but you guys start actually organizing stuff now. You've got the Amateur open on Wednesday out at Langdon Farms. And then I know uh, you're still accepting uh, applications uh, for the volunteer program, which will be oh so important, especially at a, a new venue for a lot of people. How are those going? And uh, how can people get involved?
1: Yeah, I th- you know, Jason, it's a great point. I think, you know, for those of you that, that have not been exposed to professional golf, whether it's on the LPGA tour or the PGA tour, but volunteers are really the lifeblood of an event like this. Um, And it's, there's not a lot of professional environments out there that the community can get uh, involved in such an up close and personal way and and professional golf allows that. And so, you know, if you go to PortlandClassic.com and and click on the volunteer page, um, it's an easy way to to sign up and volunteer. We do get uh, members of the community from the golf world and beyond uh, coming from you know fairly around the region to be a part of this event and, and obviously we've seen you know when we were at Columbia Edgewater it was a great way for the membership to be involved in, and we're seeing that again with with Oregon Golf Club so it's a great way to get up close and, and personal with the best players in the world um, we also have a very unique event coming up this Wednesday uh, at Langdon Farms the Cambia Portland Classic Les Schwab Amateur Open and and this is something that tournament golf foundation started this several years ago and is is really turned into an exciting event it's it's you know we we bring the top amateurs um from around the region to compete in an 18 hole uh round and the winner of that event on wednesday uh gets an automatic uh entry into the cambia portland classic which you know for for those that are aspiring golfers or, or golfers still on that journey to, to try to join the LPGA tour, what an exciting opportunity to be that, uh, to have that opportunity to do that. And we're one of the the few on the whole tour that provides this kind of opportunity. And the, and the second and third place uh, finishers get an automatic entry into the Monday qualifier of tournament week to, to try to gain entry into the tournament.
2: And it is one of the things that makes this event special. Tickets are on sale now as well. $10 a day, uh, $25 for the four days. I know you're still a little bit out from uh, getting confirmations on the entire field, but uh, the fact that uh, it'll be several weeks for some of the players that haven't played with the Solheim Cup and the breaks should be a great field. And expecting Nelly Corto, world number one, and Olympic gold medalist, uh, to be in the field as well should be a great, great event.
1: Yeah, it's, it's unique this year, right? With, uh, both the Solheim Cup and the Ryder Cup on the PGA Tour and the Olympics, it's, it's adjusted both tour schedules and, and that's the case here with, with our event. And, you know, the women are get over in Scotland as, as you and Harold talked about earlier in the show. Um, they will be returning to the states for the Solheim Cup in Toledo, September 4th to the 6th. And then there's a week off uh, of competition. And as, as you both know, not everybody participates in the Solheim Cup. So, we expect a, a great field as we always get this, here in Portland. Uh, the tour loves this marketplace. The players love coming here. Um, and we expect a, another fantastic field. And we, you know, with the change in venue, we expect the players to arrive a little bit early and enjoy what Portland has to offer in the, in the region and, and get familiar with the golf course.
2: Well, we're looking forward to it. I think we're going to be out there, so we look forward to seeing you in a month out at Oregon Golf Club. PortlandClassic.com for tickets and to uh, register to become a volunteer. Tom Etzel, thanks so much for taking a few minutes with us this morning.
1: Thanks, Jason and Harold. We appreciate all the support you give for golf in this region and uh, excited to have you out there in tournament week.
2: All right, there you go. Uh, Tom Etzel. kind enough to take a few minutes here with us this morning, and uh, we'll have more Uh, trying to work with the LPGA. Georgia Hall is the defending champion, obviously new commissioner, so we're hoping to see if they'll help us uh, hunt them down here as we lead into it.
3: I look forward to this every year, and I truly enjoy professional golf. Watching TV uh, is one thing, but going out to the site and watching the players, following uh, one or two three of your favorite players can is really enjoyable I I love,
2: well, it. I love it and I love watching them uh, I love watching those ladies swing there's a couple of swings I'd love to be able to copy so uh,
3: take any one of them no kidding and, and copy it
2: there you go thanks again to Tom Etzel for joining us Blaine sights as well ESPN radio for you and then Seahawks football this afternoon four o'clock their preseason opener against the Raiders for Harold I'm Jason hit him straight oh <sighs>
0: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.